What's up, Pats fans? We're back. Season uh, season ending uh, podcast. Uh, Pats tailgate party podcast. Uh, man, I'm just, what episode are we in? Seriously, what is this? Ni- what is this, 19, 18? 17. 17. But who's counting? <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> How many oh. touchdowns did the Bills score last 17, week? 17, 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well played. Who's oh. counting? Oh, man. They haven't punted yet, by the way. I'm still waiting for a punt. Uh, matter of fact, I think I, well, I'm not going to get into the game yet. I'm going to go around the horn. Michael Lake is here uh, again. Welcome. If you've been with us all season, thanks for, for sticking with us. Uh, we'll have some stuff, by the way, in the offseason, free agency stuff, draft stuff. So we're not going anywhere. Uh, I uh, all of us are members of Boston Sports Journal, Boston Sports Journal dot com. If you have not gone on Boston Sports Journal, you need to now. Greg Bedard puts on a great product, uh, great offseason stuff, too. There's nobody better for draft coverage. There's nobody better for what the Pats might do in free agency, coaching changes, all that stuff. So jump on bostonsportsjournal.com. My name on there is Pat Sox Seltz Bruce, and uh, and we're excited to to bring this to you. So I'll pass it around the room. Everybody give their handle, and uh, we'll go. Andrew, you got uh, you got the Pat the Patriot hat on. So how you doing today? Thanks, Mike. I'm good. Winter coats on Boston Sports Journal. Um, yeah, I'm all right, man. I mean, Saturday night was tough. And then anytime the Patriots season ends, I always have a little bit of like a couple of days of like, you know, uh, withdrawal feels a little too strong, but just feeling like, oh man, it's going to be eight months before I get to watch a game again. Um, and so I think I'm still not fine. Um, I also am, you know, laughing at myself a little bit. I think like six weeks ago, I said, we broke the bills. That was clearly uh, a great take. Um, and then I also picked us to win last week. So I'm like, I'm just like striking out all over the place. Uh, but I'm good. It's good to be with you all. And, you know, I think if we're trying to offer the fan experience, you know, we're fans when it's bad, we're fans when it's good. So here we are. That's right. All right. Moving to your right. Mike Davis. Mike Davis, how are you today, sir? As usual, I am fantastic. I am Mike from Stoneham on BSJ. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of been a weekend, no defense here for uh, Boston teams <laughs> all the way around. But uh, yeah, no, it, you know, I, I think I was on record as saying I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. So there was a bad prediction and and maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't realize they made the playoffs and that was the problem. Uh, but no, seriously, I think the team was, uh, you know, sort of a year ahead of schedule and I'm really excited for the future. I think there's there's uh there's a lot of change coming, but I'm pretty excited for what that change is going to be. Very good. We'll go right below you, Bill Donovan. Bill, how are you today? How's all doing today? Doing pretty well up here where it's cold. Hopefully, going someplace warm in about a week. But anyway, my name is Bill Donovan on BSJ. I am Bill D one nine five four. Awesome. Very cool. And then over to the left, Doug Lake is no fedora or not a no Kangol today. No Kangol today, right? Went, <laughs> no, went. Not today. Yeah. How are you today, man? I'm doing good, guys. Glad to be with you. D Lake, son, uh, Boston Sports Journal. Um, yeah, tough week. Uh, Sunday, Monday was a little, was kind of a depressing time. Um, I'm with Andrew when the season ends. It's hard because it's, uh, the playoffs are all about watching them, the Patriots, and we got a chance to do it Saturday, and it ended in a down in flames, but. Uh, like I said, and like like Bill Bill said, change is coming. It's interesting to see what's going to happen. So, absolutely, yeah. So I think common theme here. I think I'll just sum it up with a sound effect. 
on uh, <laughs> what happened on what happened on Good Saturday. One. Yeah, what happened on Saturday night? Um, I'm with you. There's there's a, a slight depression that uh, that's that's settled in. I just man, I you know. I knew I we all predicted Andrew your point I think you were the only one that predicted him to win I think uh, uh, Chubbs who's not here he predicted a, a loss I think all of us predicted a loss and but I didn't see that kind of loss coming I mean I think I predicted a somewhat of a blowout but not like that I mean I got it not over at the end of the first quarter oh I mean Bill I mean yeah, end of the first drive <laughs> yeah but they came back on their own first drive true that's, that's true and I, I thought that was good and I, that pick was of the play of the year in my estimation yeah it was a great play. but after that right downhill no i think right downhill i think you're right i think uh i mean so here's the thing that got me just going back is you know we'll talk today that the goal is talk about the game andrew you said it well from a fan's point of view how we felt what we were going through and then look forward to maybe we'll do a playoff prediction of who's still in the playoffs and then just look forward to what we 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 want to see or excited to see in the offseason. I think there's a lot of a lot of positivity in the future for this team which is a good thing. So I think my biggest struggle and I think I texted you guys when it happened is I'm sitting there watching the game and did we did we get the did we win the coin toss or did they win the yes. coin toss? Okay. So we won the coin toss and we, we defer. That's defer. problem number one. I'm like, oh no. We all said it. Everybody said it. Greg said it. They need to get the ball. They need to set the tone. So we don't, which is a weird decision, by the way. If you know, if you're Belichick and you know you don't have the scheme, you know you don't have the horses, it seems like a weird decision. Equally as weird to punt on fourth and one when you're down, what, 20 to nothing, I think it was. But we can talk about that. I don't really understand that if you, if you can't play defense with this team. But they just, I mean, not a speed bump. Allen runs for a 30-yard run on, you know, on the first drive. He's throwing it all over the place. The Pats defense in the speed bump. And I literally am just thinking. I mean, it literally, I, I did almost the same thing I did in the Dolphins game. I put it on in the background. It's a playoff game. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to move on to something else. Because I've, I've seen this story before. And... I didn't even get mad. It was more sad than anything. I wasn't upset. I wasn't frustrated. Maybe that's because of how they played three out of the four last weeks in the in the regular season. But I mean, it's the same old story. They don't have the horses, I think. So let's break down what we saw, what we, I mean, not much to like, I guess, what we didn't like. Well, I guess there's some positives in the game. But anybody, oh, I'll throw it out there. You guys talk about it. And I mean, what do we see? How do we feel <laughs> other than sad and depressed for me? I, I didn't see a Patriots team show up. I'll go for a sorry. No, you just, the, there was no enthusiasm on either side of the ball. And I've never seen that in the Patriots team since I've been watching them, except maybe against in the Super Bowl against the Chicago Bears. But um, I, I just cannot explain it. I, I can't explain how players were going all over the place. They were not falling. You could tell you saw Judon. Several plays in a row. He wasn't near the ball at all. And isn't that his role? Isn't he isn't he an edge setter? Isn't he supposed to be going after the player with the ball? So I don't know. I was just so depressed watching that game. At the end of the first period, I gave up. I still I watched it to the end, but gave up. Yeah, me too. I watched it. I just was demoralized to your point, Bill. Well, Mike watched it and just started trolling people on BSJ chat, <laughs> uh, the comment section. Uh, <laughs> let's be clear here. He found a new path down about midway through the first quarter. 
uh, that's not Mike from Stoneham. He's not a troll. That you did the, you did the same thing. What are you talking about? You were on there. You were so frustrated. You did the same exact thing. You're sitting here calling me out on that. Come on, you're trolling I me now. I did. I did more. Than, <laughs> I did more than normal. Normally, I try to be a voice of reason. I was not in that kind of mood on Saturday night. I mean, I think I I echo Bill. I mean, I I they looked flat. It kind of felt bizarro. Like even as I was watching the game start, I thought like this. This doesn't have any of the intensity, at least on our end, that it should have. Um, I think it was pretty dejecting as a, you know, as a as a knowledgeable fan and picking up what I pick up from you all throughout the week and what I read on BSJ. Like the fact we didn't make any adjustments on the very first drive, kind of. I, I mean, I was watching it and being like, "Oh, we're done." Like this, they they had to come out differently, and I don't even just mean an energy level. Like they had to have a different game plan. They had to execute differently and they didn't do it. I mean, guys were running free. The edge wasn't set. And it was just like, Oh, this is going to be a long, a long night. You know, it seemed like they knew what they needed to do. They knew they couldn't do it. So they were like, well, what do you want us to do? Like, we can't do that. Like you're telling us to do what we know we can't do. We've been proven we can't do it. And you're telling me to go out there and do it again. And then, then they're like, well, I can't do that. And, and, tell somebody they can do something, you know, as soon as somebody decides they can't do it, they ain't going to do it. Right, well, coach. I think the, yeah, I, I think the biggest takeaway that I have from it is go back four weeks or yeah, five weeks now, but to the, to the Colts game and it progressively got worse other than Jacksonville as the weeks went on. And, they couldn't do it in, that, in the Colts game. They couldn't do it in the next game against the Bills. They didn't do it against Miami. You know, it was a pattern uh, and not a good pattern. So I'm not sure why I thought it was going to get better in the playoff game, although I thought they would compete. I think my biggest problem is I didn't see them competing as a, as a group, as a team. You know, Bernard said there were maybe 10 that showed up or not even 10 that showed up. That's troublesome to me. You know, I think there was an issue coming out of the bye week, as Bernard said in his podcast. Um, I think I said that a week, a couple of weeks ago, that it seemed to me that there was a, you know, a problem in the room. I, I, I don't understand the buy-in. Um, it, it's a bigger problem that has to be addressed by the head coach. And I hope, like Bernard says, he's honest about it and actually tries to you know figure it out well i think that uh kind of take that and run with a little bit i so i think that we're talking about the scheme i know we a lot of people talked about like their scheme and and you know is it a coaching issue if you get on bsha there's i mean a thousand comments about what is it what's the problem everybody's got their take you know i think there's a few things i think if we go back earlier in the year and a lot of teams that we beat up on this year, I mean, we dropped 50 points twice this year, or teams that we had young quarterbacks that couldn't understand NFL speed, that it didn't matter whether you played man or zone, they were going to throw it to the other team. In the NFL nowadays, you have to run. You've got to have guys that can – it's a simple formula. you got to have guys that can get to the, to the quarterback, and you got to be able to tighten up and, and play decent man coverage in the back end. And when the Patriots knew Gilmore wasn't going to play – you know, I think Bedard said he was going to stub his toe and be out for the year. They had to get rid of him. They should have done it last year. They did it a year too late, and they got a, t- a terrible return for him. Then they had guys that could still play, right? Mills is not a guy that can play man defense. He, he, he wasn't brought in to be one. 
Jonathan Jones was. He's a great slot corner. He gets hurt the next week. And now I think Bill understands I, it doesn't matter what you're running against this Bills team or against the Miami team or any of these teams that are halfway decent. You I can't mean, run remember, zone. You remember, just can't they, do traded, it. They, they traded for Sean Wade and they never got the guy on the field. Well, he kept being hurt and then it's he true. COVID. Yeah. And it's true. So they did try to go get another guy. It's true. A good young guy who could cover. Yeah, but he, he never he never got on the field. Yeah, so injuries hurt him, and I that's the thing is I think McCordy came out today and said, "Man, you know Steve, you know, and, and look, we everybody wants a real defensive coordinator. I, I think I can speak for us all, um, but I don't care. I could call defense with those guys in the back end, and it doesn't matter. Like literally, you can't just if you. Here's what I don't understand. I don't understand why at some point Bill just went, Andrew. I think you and I talked about this the other day." If zone's not working clearly, and this is where the adjustment part happens, at some point you just got to go. Hey, we're just going to run cover one, <laughs> and if we get burnt, we get burnt. Like we're going to tighten up, we're going to get within two yards, we're going to practice it, we're going to try to get pressure, we're going to contain Allen, and if we get burnt, man, we get burnt, man. But this zone scheme, this soft zone scheme, isn't working. So I didn't understand, even if you don't have the horses, and I think Bill knew that. That why they didn't just uh, try. I don't know if they ran man the entire time. Try to run man. The other thing I'll say, and then I'll I'll pass it off. I think Judon. I don't know if he was injured, like truly injured. I think COVID had a real impact on him when he got COVID, and I don't think he had the stamina that he had earlier in the year. You could see him. He's laboring around the field. He's got a mask on on the sidelines. Uh, as someone who's had the virus before, it kills your stamina. Like it literally kills your stamina. Like you can't. I, I don't know. Like, like you, it took me two, three weeks to work out again. I'm not a world-class athlete by any means, but when you're on the field trying to practice and run up and down the field, I really have a feeling that's why you didn't see him on the injury report. That's my theory that COVID really hurt him. Well, something obviously changed with him. And, and, you know, um, one thing I like, I, I ask you guys, did, did any of you reading any of the stuff this week or leaving, reading, uh, listening to the stuff this week or reading um, Cordy's little article that I sent you guys get the, just get the feeling of the, the defeatist attitude that the, this, this team had. I mean, they're telling Allen he played great. Belichick goes and tells Allen and he was, he was outstanding after the game was over. I get it. Okay. But I mean, I mean, McCourty just sounded so beaten today. Well, what attitude do you want him to have is, I guess, would be the question. But, but I mean, you know, there was no, like, I guess I want him to be pissed off. I mean, I. I mean, I'm sure they are. I just, you get beat 47. I mean, you tell me as a, like, and I'm asked this a serious question. You've coached games where you've got blown out. What's your attitude of your team normally? Now we're talking about high school kids compared to pro kid pros, but look, 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 here's here's my take on this. And it, it I, Saturday night I was not happy. I was asking, that's all. Comments. Sunday I still wasn't happy, but I was coming around. And by Monday, I, this is my take, and I actually found some optimism in this. For the fans, we we got we got okie doped. We got hoodwinked. We won those seven games. We're on here talking about Super Bowl or bust. Belichick, Belichick knew what he had the whole time. Mm-hmm. He knew this was a complete renovation project. He watched that team, and I took some heat on this in the chat. I'll say it again. Anybody who blames Cam Newton for last year is lazy. It is lazy analysis. Cam wasn't any good. Mac is better. But the front seven last year was Swiss cheese. The yeah. last six games, we couldn't stop anyone. 
that defense wasn't winning a thing, much less a playoff game. He knew it was a complete gut job. He went out and spent that money. He drafted Mac. They made changes. They're in year one of what is a two to three year rebuild. And I think he knew all along. He didn't have the horses. And when you don't have the horses, you know what you don't do is get your expectations out of whack. Mm-hmm. Like those guys didn't think they were walking into Buffalo. I mean, they, they, they're, they're pride, proud guys. They're professional athletes. Like I would have loved to see a little bit more fight, but I, I, I actually walked away thinking, Oh, they're right where they're supposed to be. They still need some more speed on defense, draft defense this year, get a nose tackle, find another cornerback, get those young linebackers on the field, continue to grow with Mac, find them a slot receiver and it should get better. Like next year, they should be better than they are this year. And maybe then Belichick and the rest of them will have different expectations. I just think as fans, we were expecting something that in that locker room, they weren't expecting. Like they, they knew they didn't have the dogs. And and Mike, I want to challenge you on something. You said, you know, with that backfield, it didn't matter. I'm just going to say to you, Tampa two, right? How many teams have won the Super Bowl playing a Tampa two defense where it's all about, you just, you know, clog those receivers, you interrupt their timing and your front seven goes in and disrupts. Yeah, but when's that's the, not great. That's yeah. not great. Back end play. No, right? but, but that's, you gotta I have quick safeties but they've got the horses and the safeties i think that's antiquated though mike like i don't think many teams recently win with tampa too i mean i could be totally wrong like i the colts still run tampa too i think i'm trying to think of some other teams that still run it like a lot of teams like like but you, okay so let me back up so to run tampa too to your point you have to have guys that can run they don't have anybody that can run back there they, and our, they, our they linebackers not, can't run either they're not they're not playing them on the field come on Uche, well, okay fair you, enough Winovich. I'll give you that. I mean, think about the guys, Anthony Jennings. They they drafted linebackers with speed. No, I'll give you that. I mean, if I think of like Tampa last year, not they don't run Tampa too, but they do mix in some man and zone. I mean, those guys can run. Devin White, those guys that are in the in the secondary, I mean, they can flat move, right? You get a you get guys with that type of skill. You can run a zone scheme and then mix in man. You just we don't I mean, Hightower can't run. Van Noy is all right, but he can't really run to your point. I don't get that either. That's a great point though, Mike. Why and I actually I said this earlier in the year. I watch all these other NFL teams and I watch our team and our our talent, a lot of our talent is not on the field. And I don't understand why. I've I haven't understood why all year. I do think you're right about a couple things, Andrew. I want to touch on one. Uh, I completely agree about Cam. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on that take because if it weren't for Cam's legs last year, uh, which was complimentary football, by the way, because the only way to keep that sorry ass defense off the field was to run the ball, and he had legs to run the ball. So if Brady would have been the quarterback, if if Mac would have been the quarterback last year, they wouldn't have won seven games. So I'm gonna throw that out there. It was what it was, though. The team was deficient talent wise, and it got better in the talent area this year. But you're exactly right. Bella, man, I was the guy in here saying, what if this team's going to go to the Super Bowl? Man, we got caught up in the logo, man. That's all it was. We got caught up in the logo. We see the logo. We expect we have expectations because of the logo. And Belichick's not stupid. He sees those guys every day in practice. Mike, you've said it for weeks now. He sees them every day in practice. He knows what he has. And, Dad, I think that's why they sounded defeated. I think they probably were, were defeated kind of going into it. At the end of the day, okay. going back to what you guys are saying, you and Andrew, and you're right, you're right on. Of course, Belichick knows. He, 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 he's been around this a long, long time. He's brilliant, brilliant. And he knows, and he, he, got, he got a taste of the seven-game winning streak being against the, five of the teams were, were depleted. 
And one of those teams were depleted of both running backs and still rushed for 270 yards. So I'm sure he went back into his office and shut the door and said, holy cow, I don't know what's coming, but it can't be great. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and I understand we got carried away with, with the logo. And my thing was just Saturday night, I expected them to be more competitive. That's all. I mean, I, to win, no. But well, I can tell you this. And we'll, we'll let them kneel down. I, <laughs> I, can t- I can tell you this. I, so I can tell you this right now. I'm going to, I want to move into the playoffs now and we can come back and we can kind of go back and forth on the game Saturday. But I'm just going to tell you, Bedard said it and I listen to Bedard when it comes to Patriots stuff. And this goes against things that I said the last time we played the Bills. I said, and Chubb said last week, Allen's a great quarterback and this, that, and the other. He's all right. He's good. He's, he's super athletic. I think he's, he's because of Brian uh, Dayball, he's a lot better than he was before. But I'm just going to tell you right now, if you have any money sitting away right now and you, are, you live in a state where sports betting is legal, the fact that Kansas City is only favored by two points and you think that Buffalo is going to go into that place and win, you, if you think that and you're listening to this, you are as square and public as you can get. They are going to go into that place, and Allen's going to do what he did against two sorry teams before he played the Patriots. Throw for what, 59%, 64%, multiple interceptions. They are going to go in that game, and they are going to get absolutely boat raced by Kansas City. So I'm just throwing that out there as a prediction. I think what 47 to 17 showed on Saturday is how bad the Pats defense was and how yep. under uh, how you guys said it, they were, they were a year too too early. The bills, I'm not saying the bills are, 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 are bad. I'm just telling you it's 90 Bedard said 95% Patriots, 5% Josh Allen. So, so it be fooled if you want to be, but I can't believe that Kansas city is only favored by two in that game. Hey guys, it's crazy. Look, we, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we talked about mistake repeaters, right? That it's the most unpatriot thing for them to not correct. Like the, the, the Patriots coaches for years are like, it's okay, but we're going to fix it and we're going to do something different. How many times has we as fans have said, you know, you got to stop giving away the edge on both sides of the ball. You just gotta, if we're saying that, what, you know, what are all those coaches saying? And, and the other thing too is, I think from purely a fan perspective, it's pretty clear that there's not one single unifying voice who is at the top of the defensive pyramid right now. And it's not one person setting the tone. I think you see, you know, a voice coming down from upstairs and Matt Patricia, who's got one view of things. I think Stevie B's got another view and I think Mayo's got a view and I think Covington's got a view. And, and, and I don't think you've got one architect who's saying overall this is what we're going to do one view one voice one approach from one person who says you know you know gosh darn it you know matt judon if you don't make that play get the hell off the uh, off the field right well, we're going to put somebody else in there or whatever like one voice they did like, that <laughs> yeah and i think what Bedard said this week is right on target too in the fact that for that seven week period Belichick took over the defense. And I think he went in there and said, okay, here's what's going to happen. This is how we're going to look to your point, Mike. And this is what's going to happen. And so they listened to him. And then for some reason, I think, I don't know this for sure, but this is what Bernard seems to think is that at the bye, he turned it back over to the co-coordinator situation, which 
in my opinion, and all the years I've been doing this, I know it's only high school, does not work. And it doesn't work because your, your, your personnel is now questioning who to listen to, to your point. Okay. We did it with the head coach and it worked. Now we got to back these other two guys. Who's telling me what to do and who's going to, you know, who's fixing what? And I think that to, to, to your point, to Andrew's point, that's legit. I mean, that, that, that's a problem. And then when you throw in the lack of some talent on the defense, that creates even a bigger issue. And, and, and let's, let's, let's call it as it is coach. You're the, the boys you're coaching. They could be six, seven, 300 pounds. They are going to respect you. Like they're afraid of you because you've earned that right. If you've got a situation here where God knows who's doing what, who's got that, where is the respect? Where is the, that's where the buck stops. Who's going to pull me off the, you know, who's going to trade my butt if I don't go set that edge or go, you know, crack that edge. Cause if there's one voice and they're in charge, that's the person who they're going to, you know, I mean, look at the running backs with Ivan fear. They don't care who the hell else. <laughs> they're not going to fumble because they don't want to face Ivan fears on the sideline. Period. Paragraph. End of statement. Period. I mean, I, I, I think the one voice thing is real. Um, and I, and I think they better figure that out quick. I, I would imagine Belichick knows it. I mean, here's a, here's a take here. The more I've thought about this and read about this week, seeing what fan, other fans are contributing. I, I think my, I, I split the baby on this and it's probably going to be a controversial take, but the Belichick's not firing his sons. I get how hard that is. I wish he wouldn't have hired him. I'm a big believer that you send your kids to go learn somewhere else. And when they're ready, you bring them on board. And I think they missed an opportunity to do that. Uh, But at this point, I don't think he's firing his kids. I think he should go hire Joe judge to run the special teams and he should hire and keep Josh McDaniels running the offense and let them run their fiefdom and bill needs to run that damn defense. If Mayo leaves or stays, I don't care. Put those guys back as position coaches. Judge runs the special teams. McDaniels runs the offense. Belichick runs the defense. And I can get with that. Like, that will work for next year. It's not a long-term solution because he's not getting any younger. And I don't I don't care what anybody says. The older you get your drive, you lose your drive a little for bit. For sure. But I, that's the only path forward, I think. Like, he can't keep, you know, it ain't going to be Steve, but he's not going to fire Steve. So what's he going to do? Um, it, Flores ain't coming. Come on, we can give that no, up. It'd be no, awesome. He's not coming back. He's going to be head coach. Well, if he even came back, he wouldn't call him a defensive coordinator. I mean, well, and you just—I mean, Bel- that's part of why I think Belichick's got to do it—is that he doesn't let anybody else run that defense, even when he has had defensive coordinators. I mean, that's his thing. So lean into your strengths and do it. But the the other thing I'll name that just gives me, you know, I think that's an easy fix. I hope he goes and fixes it. The other thing that gave me, the more I removed myself from Saturday, optimism is that Mac, Mac Jones has stones, man. I mean, that kid in the, in the middle of Custer's last stand, he was the only one that was hyped and playing hard and he threw it in cold weather and he made some great throws and like, yeah. we can build with that. Like he's only going to get better. And he showed a lot on Saturday night. And I, I think if you're a Patriots fan, that has to be the silver lining of what was an absolutely atrocious defensive effort. Yes, absolutely. Jones, but also Hunter Henry showed up, right? And and I think Kendrick Bourne acquitted himself pretty effectively. So at least three guys on the off, on, on the offensive side of the ball. Now, guys, I said I thought Bill Belichick was done. And if 
things hadn't blown up in his face. You know, part of the reason why I thought he was done is because I thought he was handing the team back to, you know, okay, let's give these pieces back. Let's, let's let these guys coach the defense. Let's let these guys coach the offense. Let's see that they can continue on without me. And what he saw was not that he doesn't have the horses to walk away. So, um, you know, maybe that was a crazy take, but I really think he was deciding that he was thought he could maybe slide off into a less important role, but, but Andrew, you may be right, man. He may just be like, I'm going to have to be the defensive coordinator. Let, let me ask this. Let me throw this out there too. A, co- a concern and it's going to have to be dealt with too is, is the JC Jackson issue at the end. I mean, he's gone, right? I, I mean, I, I'm assuming he, he, what he showed me in the last couple of games, he doesn't want to be there, but tag him, right. trade him. Yep. Tag him, trade him. said 10 cents to the dollar, get rid of him. But once again, we're going to wind up getting nothing for, you know. Tag him and trade him for a pick in the top 60. I'm good if we trade him. To your point, Dad, if we can get a little bit more than a Coke and a pack of nabs, that would be good. Uh, I mean, literally. They'd be lucky if they get a six-round pick for him. I mean, mean, especially. On the tag and trade, the problem becomes that the other team's got to pay him. So they're not going to give you a return your pay bill. You hit the nail on the head. And, yeah, that's and the that, that whole thing went, and to Andrew's point, that whole thing went south when Gilmore, they traded Gilmore and Jones got hurt because Jackson doesn't bail if those two guys are still there and they're playing their butts off. I mean, well, the, only, the only counter I'd offer, and I mean, I, I, oh, quitting on, quitting on the team is like my, yes, it's my non-negotiable. I will say that, the other thing Bedard said that I think is interesting is that his 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 rationale for why Jackson might have been disinterested is that he is a gamer and he wants to cover digs man to man. And when he looked at the game plan and saw we're going to play a soft vanilla soft serve zone, he said, well, never mind. You don't need me out here now. Do I want to coach that mindset? We're having a hard conversation this week and over the next couple of weeks. But if he can go actually build the defense that would leverage Jackson's skill set, then maybe he's worth keeping around. But I'm only keeping him on the tag, <laughs> and I'm making him earn it next year. I'm not I'm not giving him a long contract. We're not going to see how that plays out when he doesn't have to earn a paycheck. Well, he's a big piece. Well, like pro- I mean, it's got to be done the right way. The problem with the tag is if you tag J.C. Jackson, it kills the majority of your capper. So you got to do everything through the draft or bring up these younger players. So literally, I I like J.C. Jackson as a man corner. I agree with the hard conversations. But from a cap standpoint, if you tag him for one year, your cap room is is essentially gone. So that's which is why you got to tag and trade. Which, you tag him, and then it's hey guys, you can get you can get this guy now. You don't have to get into free agency and go overspend for a free agent. You can get this guy. I'm gonna give you all indigestion along with our 37 listeners the <laughs> goes up every week goes up every way, week the only way you can have optimism for next year is that these young guys they've either had on IR or that they've been working with you think they're going to make meaningful contributions you better believe McGrone and Uche and Jennings Perkins Perkins so if, if those guys don't come ready to play next year and meaningfully contribute you can't do another shopping spree. Like, right. like it, oh no, they're done with that. Right. So, Mike, to your point, I mean, I, I do think those guys should be able to contribute, but that the re- the, the hope for next year rests on their ability to get those guys ready through this off season and actually get something from them. Well, so, so that's one thing I'm nervous about for next year. 
on the draft. Now, the draft this year was fantastic. We all agree, right? They did a great job. They got three starters out of the draft. Um, what's going to happen if Ziggler leaves? Was he the one that made those picks last year? Because it was a huge change when Casario left, went to Houston. Ziggler took over the draft last year, and the draft was awesome. Now, Ziggler's going to leave to be a GM someplace. And, I mean, who's going to do the choices? We going back to the previous five five drafts that were terrible? That's just a fear, right? No, it's a good fear. It's a good fear. Good question. I mean, as long as the dog isn't making picks, we're in good Mike, shape. Mike, we, um, we should wrap some predictions here. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I think I, you know, we're, we're going to be back for the off season. Like we said, we're going to come back for draft for free agency for as things change, we'll be back. We're not going anywhere. It may not be every week, but, but we're going to be back. So we'll talk about that stuff. Um, so let's, yeah, let's get into some playoff predictions. I think you guys brought up some great points, by the way, one other player, Raekwon McMillan, who blew out his ACL yeah. is a guy that was supposed to be able to move and cover. He'll be back next year, so that's a good thing. So, all right. So, I gave you. I already told you. I think the Chiefs are going to crush the Bills. Um, I also yeah, let's, let's let's everybody pick a game. You want to pick one game and then the Super Bowl yeah, winner? Everybody just grab I want to. I want to. You are we going to do another one before the Super Bowl? So we can yeah, pick a Super Bowl winner. All right. Well, I, I still want to know you guys as Super Bowl winners. Let's go pick a game and then pick a Super Bowl winner. Go ahead, Andrew. Oh, um, well, I agree with Mike on the Chiefs, uh, but that I'll, I'll give you another game. Um, I think I think Tennessee's going to blow out uh, the Bengals. I, I love Burrow. I love uh, the pieces they've got there. I mean, goodness gracious, he's a phenomenal young talent. Um, I think people are massively underestimating this Tennessee team. You win football in the trenches. They're getting healthy at the right time. Um, the 22's back. 22's back. Is he back? Okay. I just imagine that the Bengals' offensive line is going to have some trouble with, the, with Jeffrey Simmons, and I also think – Tennessee's road graders are going to clear the way and whether it's Henry this week or it's a mix of Henry and Foreman, whoever it is, I, I think you should, I think we should expect Tennessee to win that game uh, without having to sweat too much. So, uh-huh. you know, every year the the teams who win on wildcard weekend are sort of one week wonders. And then they usually go to the next week and they get their butts kicked. And, and I think only one of the teams who played this week is getting a reasonable chance of moving forward. And I think that's the Rams. And I think the Rams are so balanced on both sides of the ball. I get it. I understand they're, they're facing the best quarterback in the history of the game, but I just think they have too much talent across both sides of the ball. I think they're going to outlast Tampa. All right, Bill. Okay. Well, myself, I will never vote against Brady. So I'll go against Brady. So I'm going to go the Bengals Titans game. And I think the Titans win. I just, I trust Rabel. I think he's one of the. I think Belichick's number one, Vrabel's number two coach in the in the uh, NFL. That's Love my it. take. Love it, Dad. I think uh, since everybody kind of went with those those games, I'll go. I'll just tell you, Green Bay is going to beat San Francisco in in Green Bay. You're crazy. I think no. I maybe I am a little crazy, Mike, <laughs> but I think I think they're going to beat them. I I think at home in at Lambeau they get them. Interesting. All right. I want Jimmy, one. Jimmy better not make the mistake he made last. No, I don't week. think Jimmy's going to have to throw the ball. I think they're going to run it down Green Bay's throat. Kyle Shanahan. All right. So, uh, Debo too, by the way. Oh, and AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. <laughs> don't, don't get me started on that. That deserves another one of those. Um, Joan Williams. We took oh, Joan Williams stop. before. Oh. DK, Debo, AJ Brown, and Darius Leonard, by the mm. way. Have fun with that. Or as they said, Joe John. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Black was killing him on Saturday. Oh man. my god. Yeah. All right, hold on. Look, I want one team name. I'm going to Super Bowl early Super Bowl prediction, and then we'll see who's right as we get closer. One team name for a Super Bowl winner, just the name of the team. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm just going to not even any. I don't want. We don't have to give any breakdown. Just the team name. I'll go first. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rams. Tampa. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. I'm All right. Bad. All right. Very good, man. That was fun. Hey, I just want to thank everybody here. Uh, I know Chubb couldn't be here, but everybody here that's contributed. We had fun uh, during the regular season this year. We went all 18 weeks, uh, which is which is awesome. Uh, and uh, well, we had a couple buys, but, you know, we went the whole uh, the whole time for every game. Again, we'll be back for the offseason. Uh, Andrew, you gave me an Alamo reference and a Custer reference in the past week, which I'm, I'm proud of. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Andrew said, by the way, for the record, Andrew said the Pat's not going for it on fourth and one when they're down 20 to nothing. It's like Davy Crockett locking the back of the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. What a, what a joke. Couldn't That's believe that. Unreal. All right. So, hey, final Let's thoughts. Just doing the week of the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, we'll do a Super Bowl version. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? It's been a great season. Again, we made the playoffs. We didn't think we were going to, and this has been a heck of a lot of fun. Final oh, thoughts, and we'll awesome. get out. I enjoy this. It's been great. I look awesome group of guys. Week. Absolutely. Awesome yeah, you group of guys. Very excited to be here. I know I joined late, but I've had a great time. Awesome. Andrew, yeah, great time doing it with all of you all. And I hope as we, if we keep it going, I hope we just get more voices in the room. Like keep them bringing people. Yep. It made it a lot more fun to watch the games this year and make sense of the team. And, and I do feel optimism for the future. So I appreciate awesome. that, guys. Awesome. Fun. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Hey, all right. enjoy uh, the rest of the playoffs. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Yep.